Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Sour Graps post-NXT after party thing. It's not really a party anymore, guys. I'm sorry, it's just not. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Pulaski. With me, as always, is Kate Elizabeth. Kate, um, hey, so uh, it's NXT, really. Who cares? Um, last <laughs> night, uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of Raw. So and that seems to be still the thing everyone wants to talk about. Um, and there is more information that came out today on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, for only five dollars a month, you can get uh, geez, all kinds of exclusive news and uh, and updates on whatever else is going on in the world, and then also you get me and let's face it, most likely you talking about <laughs> uh, Raw and SmackDown, uh, and also later this month, we're gonna do. Um, I wrote it all down today because my wife was like, so when do you have these pay-per-views again? So I can like schedule our weekends around it. It was like, <laughs> okay, so, uh, May 29th has double or nothing. Then there's, there's a takeover, not a takeover anymore. It's whatever the hell they're going to call it. A, a premium June... live event. Yeah. Uh, a, a June 4th. That's the NXT show. June 5th is hell in a cell. Then, uh, the, then there were the forbidden door. I'm sure we'll do something for that. That's at the end of uh, June. Then uh, the first weekend of July, July 4th weekend, that's Money in the Bank. Then the last week in July, that's SummerSlam. Um, so, you, yeah, we'll be on the FIFA Select talking about all those things. Um, but also, FIFA Select, you got new information uh, about Sasha and Naomi. And you and I went in depth on this on Select last night. Uh, but it really does seem like there's a lot of other stuff that is yet to be uncovered um that's out there like the there's a different shoe that's gonna drop and that shoe is like a size 24 extra wide like that's a big shoe that's gonna drop um so i'll just say this if the 
second biggest, if not first biggest star in your company, and definitely the biggest active star because Roman's taking time off right now. Yeah. Uh, walks out of your program. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> we did talk about it in depth, and there's definitely more information that's going to drop. If you saw their nonsense PR statement that they put out, you know mm-hmm. that there's more information that's going to come out of this, especially considering that they released it during the episode that was being aired. Like, that's a pretty good indicator that yesterday might have been a straw that broke the camel's back situation with the details that we know of, but there's a much bigger picture here. Um, And good for Sasha and Naomi, in my opinion. Like, they want to defend the belts that they're carrying, which seems like a fair point. And considering those belts don't have a division around them and there's one other tag team too at best. Yeah. I would be frustrated too. The, the, um, the, I want to read this particular uh, point from Sean's report on the five select from today. Um, Free uh, th- select info for you there guys. There you go. You just just this. It's, it's obese. I don't know. There's a couple hundred words in this article. I'm just going to read you like half of a paragraph. We were told that the issue was about the creative surrounding the tag team championships and those being de-emphasized in the following weeks. I don't know how you could de-emphasize anything where there's only one tag team currently, but all right. Well, um, I think there's no laid out follow up after Hell in a Cell and Sasha and Naomi have been vocal about developing more stories within the tag team division. And they said, how about instead of more, you get zero. And I think that's probably something that is um, that has been talked about. Like I always said last night, it feels like th- this is not like something that happened out of the blue but a straw that broke the camel's back situation. And I feel like if they've been saying, we want to get more stories, please let us do more stories. We want to bring in more women and do real feuds. And the answer is always, well, we'll see. And then they get told, actually, no, we're not doing it. Basically, you get to be the tag champs through the entire summer, but only because you're not going to be wrestling and defending the tag tag titles. If that's that's what it comes out, that's not good. Of me going to, like... I don't know, is Toys R Us still a thing? Like, that's me going and getting a plastic belt and saying, I'm a tag team champion. Yeah. That's like, it, it's it's an absolute load of garbage. And to think that you would have a gold-carrying Sasha Banks in your company and you can't find a way to get her on a pay-per-view is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. So ridiculous that if I were sitting at home and not talking to you right now, I would need to get in my super chats or my humper chats about it. I'd mm-hmm. probably need to leave a thumbs up on this video unrelated. Oh, sure. Yeah. You would um, have to. Yep. But I would definitely be subscribing at Fightful Select. Sean has said it before and I'll just echo his sentiments. May is generally like a pretty down month across the board for subscriptions of all stuff. The bump that Fightful Select got off of this story is like a difference making bump for Fightful as a company and allows us to do what we do. Um, and and the more you guys invest in us, the more that we can give back to you guys. So um, thank you for the support that we've already gotten. And darn it, if you're not subscribed to Fightful Select, what are you waiting for? Come and join us. And you can see Alex and I rant in detail about this yesterday and also mm-hmm. me tee off on the entire genre of pop punk. 
for some reason. I forget why. <laughs> but I was talking about how pop punk is garbage. Alexa Alexa Bliss has has a new theme song, and it's oh, that's right. It's very poppy and very punky. That's uh, right. And we talked about how there is zero stops between Overthrow the Queen. Yeah. And yay! Hey, my boyfriend sucks. Like there's nothing. My heart. Yeah. It's like, it's a load. I just, if you're writing from a place of taking two already existing genres and putting yeah. constraints on it, it's not art. And then you go and you write about pizza and it's trash. But anyway, yeah, that, um, that was the sneak behind the paywall. Last there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so, um, I guess we should talk about, uh, NXT. Do we have to? That was me responding to my own suggestion. Um, it so, is, we do because that's it's an NXT post show. So unfortunately, yeah. we do have to review the program that it's for. Um, well, some. first of all, we're going to get into some of your super chats, which is right down the bottom of the YouTube chat that you're currently in. And also uh, Humper Chats at HumperChats.com, which is where we get a sweeter piece of the pie. Um, and we, we start off with, as always... The J.W. Pringle saga. <laughs> J.W. Pringle says, Paul Elizabeth, I spent an hour of NXT 2.0 uh, <laughs> befriending the neighborhood cat and getting her to to uh, uh, to eat, to actually eat out of my hand. Are you more of a dog or a cat person? Long live the SGS. Gabagool be with you. And with your um, spirit. Yeah. And uh, Paul Elizabeth responds, cat whisperer Pringo, Pringle, may you be rewarded for your cat befriending. I'm allergic to a to a lot of uh, uh, I'm, I'm allergic to a lot of I think I think pets, but grand dogs like Buster are always welcome. It's go. true. My dad, my sister's dog is like in love with my dad. Like gives him legitimate puppy love eyes, and he's allergic, but it's yeah. just tough stuff. J.W. Pringle says, uh, we don't have to talk about NXT. It's cool if you don't. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, um, we are financially obligated to Ryan talk about Ryan Sullivan says, I don't watch NXT. I watch this. Let's talk about movies. If you want to see us talk about a specific movie, then go to the, uh, uh, the uh, what's it called? Uh, well, know your news. Know, know your news. Because there's a Z at the end. Um, that YouTube channel, go to the Know Your News YouTube channel on Thursday, where the podcast we're going to record right after this drops, where we talk about the number one movie on Netflix. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Surprise. Go to Netflix to find out what it is for yourself. Uh, it's uh, terrible. Um, and much like Know Your News ending with a Z, this movie was all Zs. I couldn't believe how bad it was. I'm so bummed. Me too. Um, uh, so, uh, oh, Mex Chewy says, it's my birthday on Thursday. First super chat. Love all SGS. Well, thank you, Mex Chewy. And happy birthday. Happy early birthday to you. Uh, we did a little birthday, uh, stream for, uh, for our friend here, Kate over the weekend. Cause it was her birthday on Saturday. Uh, and, um, uh, there was actually, we got a, uh, a little chat that came in late for that one from our friend, Mark, Mark Losper who says, missed your birthday, Kate, because I've been taking a break from a bunch of things. I hope that you had a wonderful weekend and your birthday was fun and safe. So, Mark Losper. Well, thank 
Thank you, Mark. Sending Wasper. you belated I'm birthday also wishes. Taking a social media break, largely uh, yeah. on the Twitter machine. Um, but I appreciate the birthday wishes, and it was yeah. it was a weekend. Yeah. The Badger to One Jam Beard says, Happy Tuesday to the SGS, the Council of Marks, J.W. Pringle, Papa Tallpaul. We are all collected here today to be sour about the NXT jump dumpster fire. Yeah. There you go. Um, uh, let's, we, have, we have a couple of things in here about Sasha and Naomi. Nerd Guru says, If it's true that Sasha was only going to be used to put over Ronda, that infuriates me to no end because fuck that. Ronda is useless. Your mileage may vary. Sasha is 10 times better in every facet. Now that I agree with. They fed her the rumble and the mania match. I'd have walked too. Um, at this point, Sean is still looking into whether or not that might have been the plan. At this point, we do not have any confirmation of that. Um, and if that was, if that is the case, um, I'm inclined to agree with you, but we have no indication at this point that that is actually true. Um, I actually disagree. Uh, I mean, I agree from the perspective of if you're tag champions, you should be defending your tag titles. Right, right. That makes sense. But I don't think putting Sasha Banks in a title program is probably ever a bad idea if you're not going to do that. Right. Um, but tag titles should never be used to advance. Sasha, Sasha did a did a, did a, a, a pretty bang up job of putting over Ronda the first time Ronda was around. Yeah. Um, and and made Ronda look like a million bucks and then Ronda squandered all of that over the next couple of months. So I would understand if Sasha was like I jobbed out to your girl last time and it didn't get any of us anywhere. So um, I'd rather not do that again. If she said that, I could be sympathetic, but that's not actually what we have any idea about. Um, so uh, Christopher Spires says, uh, why do they not hold Sasha on the same level as Becky and Charlotte? And I don't know. I mean, I know the one major difference between her and those other two that you mentioned, but I don't want to think that it's just that. I don't want to think that it's just that, but to me, if you're if you're asking me to rank the four horsewomen, I have Sasha number one. If you're asking me to rank the best women's wrestlers ever, I personally have Sasha number one. So, like, I don't know why they, anybody would rank her below anybody else at the same level. Fine, but I don't understand why anybody like if you want to say, well, she's unreliable, she gets injured. Okay, fine, but. All things being equal, to me, she's also a huge, potentially crossover star. And that brings more eyes. Like I said this on the show last night. There are a whole bunch of people who watch The Mandalorian who do not watch wrestling. If you can get a chunk of those people to follow her over here, then that gets you more money. And that's kind of what this whole thing was about, I thought. So that's weird. I'll say it's so weird because to me, I feel like the way they get pushed is Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bailey from just on a how it feels perspective. Not I'm not looking at stats in front of me. And Bailey is like a two-time Grand Slam champion. 
Right. So there is something that is weird with wrestling where when you are good at your job, sometimes it's extremely valuable to have you lose. Like it, this is the problem we run into with Kevin Owens. I feel like, like mm -hmm. he's the only person that can make this Ezekiel shit work. Right. So he ends up getting in these terrible storylines because he's really good at his job. I feel like Sasha is a little bit of a victim of that, a little bit of a victim of injuries and a little victim of, of the time period that she's wrestling in. But I don't feel like it's, like her pushes have gotten neglected. I feel like she's always kind of um, felt very important to the program, but like a lot of things right now in mm -hmm. WWE, the potential that you are wasting with those people. I said this about New Day. Like there are some people that have so much value and to watch them just squander it and squander it and squander it hour after hour like they've been doing that with Sasha now for, for literally years at this point. Um, and quite frankly, I think the world of Naomi, but because of the way they've booked her, she right. needed Sasha for this. I feel like to continue the momentum she had built out from the Sonya feud, right. which they tried to take away. So it, it's just disservice on a, a lot of levels. And I love it. I just have a soft spot in my heart for people that um, stand up for tag team wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I love tag team wrestling and people like what FTR did. Like they don't want tag team wrestling to just be a device for singles wrestling. They truly believe in tag team wrestling. So yeah. Um, yeah. The batter to one Jam Beard says, uh, saw a lot of people point this out in the tweeter machine. WWE didn't put out any statement about the Nia Flair issue or the Becky Flair one, uh, nor did they do it when uh, Pac dipped out of there, says Luis. So, yeah, uh, they, they specifically decided to address this when there's a lot of things that happened, like right in full view of everybody that nobody actually, uh, that they never actually uh, addressed before. So it's interesting. Um. They, I'll say this, are are unbelievably lucky that Becky Lynch is as professional as she is, I think. Yeah. Because that could have gotten real ugly real real fast if it was what it looked like. Yeah. Um, I think part of this was supposed to serve as an explanation that um, explained why the main event didn't happen, right? So it's more than just a walkout. This is them saying, we advertised this thing. Yeah. I think it's a load of crap, don't get me wrong, but I think part of the impetus of them being proactive in it was saying, we advertised this main event, it didn't happen because of circumstances beyond our control, kind of, even mm -hmm. though they were totally in their control. So, right. But that yeah. that's the difference to those situations to me. Jerry Pringle says, I think it's that Vince is old and set in his ways, quote unquote. Look at what he keeps doing to the New Day as well. Oh man, I hope I'm not right. Yeah, we all hope we're not right about those things because it just it, it it's no fun for that to be the case. It really isn't. It's terrible. We don't want that to be the thing because that just that means a lot of other things have to be examined in in, in weird ways. And I yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's gonna be longer than a two-hour show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sean <laughs> Sean knows. Sean already said you guys can go longer because we're gonna be talking about things that aren't even NXT. But here we are. We're gonna talk about honestly NXT. though for that specific issue. Tune into Grapsity on Saturday and send super chats mm -hmm. to them about it because they would have a better gauge on that than I do. Because I it is hard to look at that if it's yeah. a race issue 
because there's a lot of white performers and Hispanic performers and (laughs) it's a very inclusive pile of terrible booking right now. (laughs) So I think it's always a better idea to listen to black people's opinions on black issues. Like that just always seems to be the default. Um, not the default it should be the default but the the good idea to do so listen to grapsity and and ask reg and will and phil questions because they are incredible at how they choose to use their voice on things josh cardenas says uh thank god for you two the last 24 (laughs) hours of this walkout story has been the worst toxicity in wrestling i've seen in a while uh yeah there's yeah people are people are people are weird that's what i'll say people are weird about this kind of stuff um, but, uh, here, here we go. So let's talk NXT. Well, I'm sure we'll get back to this. You guys want to send in more super chats, humper chats at humperchats.com. Feel free to, we'll address the, the Sasha and Naomi thing as it keeps coming up. Um, we started out with, um, Trick and Carmelo versus Solo Sokoa and Cameron Grimes. Trick and Carmelo, um, uh, Came out and cut promos on Grimes and Solo, kind of. Trick Williams is is wearing a whoop that trick. But isn't that like kick my own ass? Isn't that like wearing isn't isn't if your name is Trick and you wearing a shirt that says whoop that trick, aren't you basically wearing a shirt that says kick my ass? I mean, I feel like that's a weird shirt to wear. I don't know. Is that is that weird of me? Is it like whoop comma that trick? Or is mm-hmm. it like Whoop that trick's ass. No. It's whoop that trick. <laughs> it's whoop that trick. That's what it is. Commas uh, are important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, so uh, this was a fun uh, tag title match. And it was one of the tag title match, tag match. But um, in one of those ways where it's like, hey, um, uh you know, we all assume, oh, our Solo Sokoa and Cameron Grimes, they're going to be able to coexist. Um, and they didn't, and it didn't, it also did not cost them the match. Like, there were a bunch <laughs> of, like, blind tags and stuff, but, like, it was just like, hey, I want to hit my moves. Like, no, I want to hit my moves. And uh, and, uh, and that was that. Was that. Um, they each got to hit their moves. Um, uh, solo, solo's new, like jumping, spinning, uranagi thing looks like it's just going to murder somebody one of these days. Um, and using that to set up his giant Uso splash is, a, is just so much fun. Uh, that dude needs to be on the main roster yesterday. We, we pitched this thing. Like if, if you're, if you're gonna have Roman Reigns take several weeks off. What you do is you make it a storyline in that I've beaten everybody. So I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna take on I'm gonna go on vacation, but I will come back and defend my title as soon as any of you can beat this guy. And here comes Solo Sokoa, and nobody can beat him for 10 weeks. Look at that. Look at that. How it how that coincides with the time that Roman was gonna spend away from TV anyway. Uh, I think there's an easy way to do it. It could be really, really fun. And nah, we're not going to do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, th- there were the, the the matches won by Cameron and Solo. Uh, Solo Sokoa is 
crazy over. Yeah. Um, I think he would also be that on the main roster as well. Um, he's just got a, a presence about him that's just very, very cool. Um, uh, and I, I, I was actually really impressed with the end ring of this, which isn't three of these four guys are some of my favorites in the entire uh, company. Uh, so that's not a surprise. Um, but I like how they were like, hey, there are elements of can they coexist, but it didn't completely derail the team. Yeah, that was refreshing because it's a tired story. But here's the thing that trope is actually very effective when it's used properly. Yeah. So uh, I, I just don't like seeing it so much, but it's a very effective story to roll out uh, when it is properly done. Yeah. And Sola Sokoa and Cameron Grimes know what they're doing. So it was really, really good. I liked this as a start to the show too. Just a nice high energy, good match to, to kickstart things. I, I just, Sola Sokoa has really, really grown on, I've always liked him, but like the past, past probably like six weeks or so, like something is just clicking on every single level for me with him. Like you said presence, which is a good word. Like there's just, um, he's really found a cohesion to who he is. And he has the same cool factor that Roman does. I think that the Usos don't, it feels a little forced with the Usos, but like good enough in this bloodline thing. Yep. Um, very, just a very easy presence of, about him. Very easy to get behind. Um, but man, you're right. That's you're knocking. He's going to hurt someone. Um, really, really just well-rounded wrestler and kind of nice to see something positive grow in front of our eyes out of NXT because yeah. I thought it was going to be Braun Breaker, and now I'm just doubting whether his career is ever going to recover from the bullshit he's in right now. Oh, yes. Uh, Poor guy. Nerdguru says, Solo costing RK Bro on Friday should be the move. But no. Um, I mean, they, I mean, if they, if they did that now, I mean, I'd be like, oh, great, you're doing it. And also I'd be like, but wait, like there's a, there's absolutely in the middle of a storyline for Solo Sokoa in NXT, bringing him up now feels like a weird time to do it, but they've done that many, many times before. Um, and then we got, uh, the battle of one jam beard saying, isn't trick a not good nickname for a lady of the night. It is a shirt saying hit that trick. Doesn't sound too PG to me, but I could be overthinking it. You're not. It's uh, it's from hustle and flow. The movie from 2004. Um, uh, uh, I, I, it's the, the Terrence Howard character has a rap that, that is whoop that trick. And it goes like platinum or something. Also, recently, there was a thing in the NBA where one team said it about the other team and then proceeded to lose two games in a row to that team. And so the team that it was said about originally was like saying it back to the other team. So that was that. I think that's probably what it is. And yet also, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's, it's beyond it being weird for that reason. Also, if your name is Trick, don't wear a, a shirt that says whoop that Kick trick. my ass, yeah. Kick my ass. Yes. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, so uh, we got uh, Ryan Sullivan says that the Sasha and Naomi thing is semi-relevant to NXT. 
because uh, no way the ripples don't impact the Knicks too. Um, now, yeah, yeah, the the weird the weird separation. Uh, it's, so, it's so it's so weird to say that because you have like Natty coming down and you know other things, but it feels like NXT is completely separate. Like those we saw the Viking Raiders on on the show tonight, but it doesn't feel like they're SmackDown's Viking Raiders. It just feels like it's well, another it's, thing. Yeah, that that's people that weren't being booked at all. But I, you know, there's a relevance there in that on Fightful Select a few months ago, they reported that morale's the lowest across the company it's ever been. And there's yeah. consistencies with that because all three brands are owned by the same people and all three brands are booked poorly and all three brands are not great. And there's a there's a consistency because Sasha Banks versus Bailey at TakeOver Brooklyn is the reason I subscribe to the network. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's... Uh, it, <laughs> when you think about black and gold nxt the 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 crowning achievement to me as a fan is the women that that got created there because every single one of those stars yeah every every single one of those stars god i can't think of anybody outside of ronda who's like had relevance that didn't have like an nxt run of some sort not a title run necessarily but like runs of some sort yeah um so, so there's a fundamental issue of, um, <laughs> we talk about this every week and we're frustrated about it every week because we want what's being developed on this very fundamental level to carry to the main roster to be something that turns into something good. Yeah. And now they're taking what's already good and throwing it out the window. Like this product is just so disconnected on every front. Yeah. It really People is. always ask me, like, what would it take to get you to stop watching? I say, without hesitation, every time for Sean Ross to have to stop paying me. That's yeah. it. Like, I, I have no investment in this. Um, and it's funny because, like, I love developmental products. I really do. I'm so yeah. fascinated by people figuring themselves out. And I just, this is so vacant. This feels like a bad high school play that has some wrestling in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Better one jam beard saying, so what you're saying is Trick wore a kick me sign. <laughs> no, he wore a kick me shirt. That's even worse. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it wasn't like snuck on him. No, no, He no. was like, I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Orion Ben 666 says, War Machine and the Creeds was good until the end. Uh, Frazier and, and Lee was better until the end. Sokoa, Grimes, and Hayes, and Trick and D'Angelo Escobar were aces. Yeah, every every week there's something in the ring that makes this go, wow, that was pretty great. And yet, it never feels connected to real storylines moving anything uh, forward. Um, uh, for for example, let's let's talk about this. This is gonna we're gonna get a little bit of out of order here, but we're all gonna tie all of this together. Um. They uh, they did a um, an interview uh, with with Yes Boy with with the whatever they're how they're pretty deadly right Diet Dalton Castle yeah yeah um, and then there was a a, a match the Creeds versus the Viking Raiders um, and. Uh, and, and the creeds um 
the Creed's lost to the Viking Raiders, but they've already been like, how does it feel to know that the Creed's, they ask, yes, boy, uh, uh, because it's harder for me to remember the other thing. And they always just say, yes, boy. So that's their name now. Pretty deadly, but yeah. The, the, yes, boy. There's, they're just, they're just, yes, boy. Yes, um, boy. So, um, so they, so Mackenzie Mitchell asks, uh, yes, boy, number one, um, how does it feel? Um, to know that you'll be defending your titles against the creeds um at uh, in your house and they say um whatever like I, I don't know what they say it doesn't really matter but it's like you know it's the generic how does it feel oh well uh, oh we're, we're so scared we're shaking in our boots <laughs> no we're not oh yes boy and then they walk away or whatever and then the creeds before they have their title match which is already signed they face the Viking Raiders and they lose to the Viking Raiders. It's a good match. It's a really good match. Really, at, really, really good in the ring. At one point, um, uh, Brutus decides to do his cannonball. Yeah, top that rope bad. That and looks... straight up missed both Eric and Ivar and bounced. Off the ground, you could ki you like kind of landed bounce. on his feet in a bad way. Like, like if that guy's ankle isn't twisted off of his leg, I will be shocked. Like you could shatter bones in your feet or your tailbone. Like that's a very you don't you do a cannonball into water because there's give. You don't normally do a cannonball onto like you know concrete with a thin mat on top of it because you could get seriously injured. Well, the and whole, you can do it into people. That's very effective to do it The whole point people. of having the people there is to break your fall. Right. And they didn't do that. And so I was like, oh, this match is over now. When he bounced, I was like, something in his lower half is broken. Yeah. But he finished the match. He was okay because he's made out of rubber, I guess. His but, face looked like a shoot reaction, though. Yeah, he was yes. cringing. So was yes. I at home. I yeah. was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so then uh, the, the Creeds lose because Roddy runs into the ring to, um, to try and do the same thing, to hurt, to do a cheat on behalf of his boys, the Creeds, to to beat the Viking Raiders and Julius throws him out of the ring saying, we don't need you. We don't need you. And then he turns around directly into the Viking experience where the hell they're calling their double choke slam and loses. But there's no consequences to them losing because they still have the title match versus yes boy uh, in like two weeks. Um, I don't feel like that's the right order to be doing things, but wait, there's more. Um, then there's a segment where Roddy and Damon Kemp, Gable Stevenson's brother, are backstage, um, and the creeds are hot under the collar about what's happened with Roddy, and eventually they, they walk away leaving or whatever, and they don't they want to have anything to do with him. Um, he says, you go talk to these guys. They're going to come back. They're going to show me some respect. And then Yes Boy shows up, and Yes Boy number two is like, ha, 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 your boys lost the Viking Raiders. And uh, Roddy Strong is like, hey, how about, how about me and Damon Kemp, my new recruit, versus you two 
next week. And yes, boy, number one is like, you're on. And so like the week before they face the creeds for the title, they're having a non-title match against the creeds new stepbrother and their angry father, Roddy strong. And I feel like all of this doesn't make any sense when you put it all together. It's just a whole jumble, a bunch of what, and here's the deal is the match was great. And then they ruined the ending with the weird Roddy thing, but the match was great. And the storyline surrounding it is, is either like just weird and convoluted or just plain bad. I haven't decided yet. Yes, <laughs> it's all three. Also, uh, if you're a dork in the chat who's surprised that a show called Sour Graps is kind of negative, I I can't help you. You're an idiot if you think that <laughs> this is going to be an overwhelmingly glowing review of a terrible product. And you know what? I'm critical as hell of the AEW Women's Division and a bunch of other shit that's going on there. So yeah. leave. Um, or spend $5 on Fightful Select. Just yeah, get it the, out of here. What, I don't give a shit. I have a huge problem with the fact that they are bringing in a new member to a stable that's breaking up. That makes no sense to me at all. Like, that's just such a weird move. I don't understand why, like, the new guy wasn't really... I know he came through in a later segment, but I was like, shouldn't the new guy be there? Like, around at ringside? Um... So I'll, he, I'll just—he was at ringside. He was—he just didn't okay. do anything. He just didn't do anything. That's actually—I'll actually take that because that's fine. Um, I don't like the ending. I don't really understand why this return match happened. To like, if you beat—I I understand they wanted to do the honorable thing, and that this I guess furthers the story with Roddy. But like, if you have a title match coming up, why are you running this back right now? I get it for like real life circumstances. The Viking Raiders are probably only there for a little bit, but it just, sure. it all feels very, very muddy to me. But ha- um, having lost this match, I don't feel like they should still get the title match. Like, ma- ma- no, I feel like what should have happened is last week, Roddy should have interfered and they should have lost and it should have gone the other way. And they should have said, Hey, that was interference. We would like a fair shake at this. Roddy's banned from ringside. And then they go over either clean or they win right before Roddy can interfere or whatever. So, like, just flip it that way. And then it's nice and clean. And then they have momentum going into the title match. Yeah. Um, Yeah, certainly, like, there's people in the chat talking about it. Bivens' absence makes this feel so much less important. Yeah. It would be such a more compelling story if he was there to offset Roddy as well, I think. Yeah. especially if you're going to do this because there would be someone saying like what the hell man <laughs> um which is a logical thing it, it feels very cloudy but the the in-ring chemistry between the viking raiders and the Cree brothers was undeniably fantastic um i will n- never not be impressed by brutus suplexing either of the viking raiders yeah. <laughs> that was incredible julius looked really great in this match especially because when that cannonball happened, I think Julius was in there a little bit more than maybe mm-hmm. was initially agented, but he looked very explosive. Like, I feel like they've kind of found their voice as a tag team of the brute and the more explosive guy without it being like so overwhelmingly obvious or like you do the small guy moves and I do the big guy moves. Like 
Brutus is doing a damn cannonball and Julius is suplexing people too. You know what I mean? So just they're a, a fantastically refreshing tag team. And I loved so much of the in-ring that happened here. Did not like the ending. Looking forward to the title picture. But it's also just like how many times are we going to go back to this well um, of the Creeds getting near the title picture, getting a title shot and not winning. And then if they beat Pretty Deadly, it kind of feels like Pretty Deadly's reign hasn't really meant a ton. Yeah. Because I don't know. Who did they defend it against other than like... Dexter and Duke. And that's it? As far as I remember. Fucking yikes. So, I mean, that feels like a lose-lose a little bit. But if the creeds go over, I think people will be overwhelmingly yeah. excited about it. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ken Shiro says, as someone who has been watching 2.0 for the last few months, question... Did Ronnie turn heel or did the Creeds turn face? And also, why? Um, so, what happened was the Creeds gradually became people that you rooted for in their matches. Just from how they wrestled the matches. It's one of actually uh, the best things about 2.0 is the way the Creeds have developed. And also, how they become fan favorites completely organically. Just because they're these two kids who cannot be hurt who are ridiculously athletic and strong and you just can't help but root for them. And they just let it happen. Nobody like forced it or did it was just this really great thing to happen. And Bivens being a little shit talker, like helped that and made us want to see them on TV more. And then Roddy got pissy, probably also in real life, but his character got pissy. And so it kind of like he didn't really turn heel because the diamond mine was always heel, except he just stayed heel as the as the creeds just floated toward facedom. And that was like it, it was this really cool thing that they did. And now with Bivens gone, Roddy is firmly a heel who wants the diamond mine to be a heel, to be everybody diamond mine to be heels. And the creeds are like, we kind of like just wrestling honorably and getting the crowd to cheer for us. Yeah, especially because they were winning for a really long time. Um, and that that's absolutely correct, too. I think that was one of the one of the helpful things about Bivens was because he was healed but also entertaining. It never felt like serious, tough guy. That is one thing that's actually I kind of like about the new brand a little bit is there was not really any room in black and gold for anything that wasn't super serious. Yeah. I don't love anything on NXT 2.0, but there is a little levity to it. When you're a heel that's comedic, that's something that can be so invaluable. And Vivens was great with that. And it really, like you said, let the Creeds organically do that. I feel like FTR's face turn was, I've been talking about FTR a lot today. I love them. But their face turn felt very similar where I was just like, yeah. oh yeah, their faces now. Like it, it wasn't an obnoxious like, and now you're good guys and you're yeah. going to come out in John Cena colors and whatever. Like, mm -hmm. um, it's so nice when those moments happen organically. It actually kind of feels like art. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, we get... Uh, <laughs> we got a, a, a super chat from Ryan Sullivan, who this is actually quite prescient. says, uh, uh, Cody's promo Monday accidentally explained WWE booking. He said he lost his way to the top. That's how everyone does it in WWE. It's it's kind of true. The wins and losses don't matter. So it doesn't matter. Like, like 
it should they should they they don't they don't um uh it's Col- whose line is it anyway it's like yeah. the points on whose line they just don't matter graham b says Mar- marina shafir was freaking sweet tonight on dark good uh, yeah good for her uh she's getting better and better I'm looking forward to seeing uh what she can do with an actual storyline over there if they ever you know get around to giving that to her they gotta get rid of that classical music theme yeah it's weird Colt Colt Badoo says, uh, hey, what's up, guys? Can we just have the Crees join Alpha Academy? LOL, that'd be fun. Um, I think it's I think it's a really um interesting place to put them to start, but hear me out. Worst, worst thing ever alert. They're just gonna be Date Gable Stevenson's friends. Because by the time they get called up, he'll already be U.S. champ, having beaten Austin Theory in his very first match at SummerSlam. And then they'll just be like his buddies who follow him around to the ring, and they're all they're all wrestlers and jocks, and they're really cool. But they pick on the small guys, but it's funny because the small guys are heels, and therefore it's like they're just going to turn them into the worst stereotypes of high school and if you like terrible stereotypes of high school tune in this thursday when kate and i review a terrible movie about high school on knowyournews.com um yeah that's that's what i that's that's my unfortunate prediction of what they're going to do with the creeds they're going to make them gable stevenson's buddies um i'm hoping that they have a tag run in nxt and some of this nonsense passes (laughs) me too me too like because here's the thing i would actually really like to see the creeds versus rk bro i i'm intrigued by what that could be in the ring yeah um but i don't have any faith right now that they would do anything good with it yeah um nerd guru says i was watching the raiders work and i was like war machine (laughs) <laughs> then I thought to that black and gold takeover uh, match with Alistair Black and Ricochet, um, and uh, I'm currently watching it. And my God, ruled so hard. And if you want to rule so hard, I hear you. Times are rough. We just got out of uh, a a wild situation, a wild year, and people are saying, you know what? It's a hard knock life. But I disagree. Instead, I believe it's a hard cock life when you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful and you get your first shipment free. Free? All you got to do is pay $5 shipping? Blue Chew is made with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. They work on your schedule. Full stomach, empty stomach, ready to go, want to get in the mood. Blue Chew has you covered. Instead of treated we get tricked. Instead of kisses, we get kicked. I don't think so. More like somebody's getting dicked when you use BlueChew.com. No awkward conversations with the doctor. Because, I mean, you know, I'm all about not being awkward. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. It's because they work with their online physicians to get the active ingredient you need. And it ships straight to your door. BlueChew.com and the code Fife will get you your first shipment free. That's how confident they are free use that promo code fightful hardcock life want to apologize to everybody um that was that that ad read was right at the top and i've i've never seen it at the top before 
I, I thought it was a new one because Sean told me he was wanted to record a new Blue Chew ad read uh, uh, all about rubbing the inner thigh, whatever that's about. Um, uh, I, I know there was the thing. I don't even want to get into it. But um, I thought he recorded a new ad read and I was going to do the one at the top. But I, I apologize. I I wanted to to do the one where he does. This is why uh, I normally do the segues. Yes, I know. This it's is true. what is this jobber playing the wrong blue chew ad? No, I, without I Sean staring into your soul, asking if your penis is soft. Yeah, is your is your penis soft? I don't need soft. excuses, Alex. Okay. Yeah. Play the right one. <laughs> I'm not doing it now. No, I won't, I won't do that. Won't no, do that no, no, don't double down on it. No, no one. Now the that. fun is gone anyway. Um, so, uh, so this is this is a thing. Um, I, I love Luis. I love our moderator. Um, uh, sometimes he'll 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 like have interesting titles for um, f- for um, for the segments that we go on our little rundown. Um, and one of them he has later is like. Waller and Stratton are annoying, and it's true they are. But then he he writes for this one. He says, "Thea Hale is a shoot high schooler." <laughs> and every time I look at it, my brain tricks me into thinking it says Thea Hale is a high school shooter. And I was like, "Those are very different things." Brain, stop doing that. Very, I read it very, three times. That's that's. <laughs> he yeah. even put a dash to make sure that we wouldn't like right. think of so, it that way. I think. Anyway, Thea Hale is a shoot high schooler. Like uh, I, uh, I came to. I did my tryout here. Uh, I they they picked me. It was the hardest of my I've ever had to work in my life. But uh, it'll have to wait until I graduate from high school. Um. And uh, and then um, they're going to allow me to train while I go to college. So look out, NXT Women's Division. I'm coming. And I'm like, you just said you're going to go to college first. So you're coming in three to four years. Unless you drop out, which they're probably going to pressure you to do if you're any good. So, like, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Do online courses or whatever. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, she I thought it was lovely. Okay, fine. My only thing with this was I felt like she was like it felt like an ad for the PC and not a promo for her a little yeah. bit. She was like, I love coming to the PC and training yeah. here in Orlando, Florida. Like it was just such like a, a weird showy thing for that, but yeah, good for her, man. There's this whole generation of kids that like Nick Wayne, Billy Starks, like yeah. kids, kids who can't wrestle in every state because commissions won't allow you to as a minor, which is probably a fair and reasonable thing. Um, but like, yeah. it's so cool. Billy Starks just posted a thing about how like uh, a video from four years earlier, I think she's 18 now or 17 now, mm-hmm. but she went from cheerleading practice to her first day of wrestling school and had video of it. And I was like, oh, that's just so, what a cool mm-hmm. <laughs> what a cool thing so i think it's awesome like good for them for pursuing their dream with confidence that early in their life yeah um <laughs> bad at one jam beard says surprise vince and bruce 
haven't used a, I'm assuming, school shooter gimmick yet with all the other bad take gimmicks. We come through the pipeline example, Joe Casey. I don't, I think they'd probably stay away from that one. They probably are at least. I'm going to say, yeah, the uh, uh, PG product probably looking to sell yeah. to Disney in the next two to three years. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Plus says, uh, Maybe I'm I'm alone here. You're not, but I'm really uncomfortable with the idea of Vince being in a position of power with high school girls. Any any of Vince's yes men also probably a bad place to yeah. No, that's not great. Um, uh, yeah, that's not not good at all. Um, speaking of things that aren't good, Last Legend versus Tatum Paxley. Um, Tatum Paxley has a an inset promo where she says, you know, Lash thinks she's all that and a bag of chips or whatever, but I'm literally the strongest in this tournament. Um, and then at one point, Wade Barrett like mentions a specific weight, but I didn't, I don't remember what it was that Tatum Paxley can squash. Uh, it was like 99% of men will never squat that much in their life. Um, and then the entire match seemed to be built around whether or not, Tatum Paxley could squat Lash Legend. Like very early in the match, she tries to she she tries to get her up in like an electric chair position, like squatting with her on her shoulders, and can't do it. And then a uh, Lash Legend uh, attacks the knee. I mean, uh, attacks the knee. I guess is what you'd have to put in quotes because whatever Lash Legend does in the ring, you have to put in quotes because it's not actually what she's doing. Um, but uh, then she tries it again, the electric chair position, and can't do it. And then then she sells the knee some more, and then she tries it a third time. They do the exact same spot three times in the match. It's the it, the exact same way. It's not like the like the first time. Um, it goes one way and the second time it's different. And the third time it's very different and leads to the end of the match. It's just Tatum Paxley trying to squat last legend is the story of the match. And that's it. And it's, it's like Wade Barrett tries to salvage it by saying like, when you're inexperienced, sometimes you don't have a plan B. You just try and do the same thing over and over again. And I was like, Oh, is that what's happening? Is, is that what's happening with both of these women who appear to both be having no plan B? I don't know what Lash Legend's strengths are in the ring or as a character. I like. I feel like the point of this match was designed to try and like hide her weaknesses and to show up Tatum's strength, and that doesn't make for a good match. I'm sorry. And then Lash won? Lash Legend is advanced. Lash Legend is advancing in this tournament. Lash Legend, who they had to edit a kick together when she kicked Nikita Lyons because she can't even kick somebody, is advancing over Tatum Paxley in this tournament. The batter to one Jam Beards is, thinks she's going further. Says, I'm telling you guys, it's going to be Lyons versus Lash in the finals again which means Lash beats Roxy, and dear God, that's got to be the darkest timeline. I'm not ready to go there. I think I think that the story is that Roxy will be able to beat um, uh, 
Lash Legend, they in the later match, they talk about how small Roxy is. They give her her own post-match interview where we establish that she and Cora Jade are friends. Um, I, I I feel like they're they're leaning pretty hard into Roxy, uh, and she's going to make it to the finals. Whether she actually beats Nikita Lyons is a different story. I'm not sure about that, but I'm reasonably sure she's going to beat Lash Legend. I that may be the kiss of death. Lord knows I've been wrong about terrible things that I they can't be that stupid. I have thought many times, and it turns out they are indeed that stupid. Oh, they sure can be, but I I think the way they're continuing to spotlight Roxy and uh, like just where she's been on the card since showing up, I think is probably a good sign. I think if Nikita Lyons wins, Mandy will retain whatever that title shot is, and if they want Mandy to drop, she'll probably drop to Roxy, would be my guess. I think that's why we had the whole setup with Toxic and Attraction and Roxy beforehand. Man, Roxy is really, really good. Yep. <laughs> She's real, real good. Yeah. Um, which is exciting. It's refreshing. Yes. Um, anyway, Lash Legend wins with a pump kick. Uh, and that's, there you go. Um, there's an Indy Hartwell promo where she talks about how she's at um, a rock bottom now. Or whatever. Well, she said, yeah, like that you can go from being on top to rock bottom quickly, but that she has the biggest opportunity of her career ahead of her, which I, I kind of liked this because hypothetically, like her friend and her husband got taken away in one foul swoop, right? She should feel like she's yeah at rock bottom, but she does have a huge opportunity in front yeah. of her. So this was like quick, nice, and felt yeah. authentic. I was yeah, in. and she's she's gonna she's gonna face Maddie Rose. It's not a title match next week, but she is facing Maddie Rose. If the plan is to have um, Indy face Mandy Rose at in your house, I don't know why we're doing this match two weeks ahead of time. And if the plan is not for her to face Mandy Rose at in your house, I'm wondering who Mandy Rose is facing. When does uh, this tournament wrap up? I believe the finals are at in your house, but I I, I could be wrong. Okay, I was going to say maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what they do. Maybe that's know. the move. Maybe that's the point. I'm not really sure. Um, later, it's not like a... they wouldn't set up two rematches in a row for that anyway. No, they 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 would. Uh, later, we see Toxic Attraction watching an iPad. There was a digital exclusive where they interviewed Caden uh, and Katana, no longer Casey. About no, because she shoots a whiskey, so she has a yeah. different name now. <laughs> <laughs> she does um and uh and so they they use the the twitter the twitter the interview they put on twitter isn't important enough to be put to be put on the show when it originally aired but it is important enough to be shown over the shoulder of Gigi dolan on an ipad which is the whole reason they actually are doing this program now that seems kind of backward if it's important enough to actually lead to this, like then put it on TV when it originally, whatever. Um, I have no interest in watching someone else watch something on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, uh, Gigi and JJ uh, talking about how, um, what, so wh whatever, like they think just because they're an actual tag team that they could beat us. 
whatever. Uh, this, why are they so obsessed with us? And Mandy's like, huh, hello, but look at us. Uh, anyway, Indy Hartwell, wow. You like champion what this she says basically championships don't matter. Which well, is she's uh, right about that. And I mean, they, they they should, but they, they don't. She's right about that actually. Why is everybody so obsessed with this? Because you have every woman's championship. Yeah. That and that's why people are employed is to go after that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dorks. Um uh Nerguru offers a, a helpful suggestion for Sasha and uh, Naomi. We'll hope the Sasha and Naomi thing also uh, allows the women's division of NXT to shine on the main roster. He says, here is a simple, effective way of establishing a tag team division if you must have two women's tag titles. Call up Io Shirai and Alba Fire. Pair Io with Asuka, and Alba with Becky, and have those two teams feud with Sasha and Naomi, and none of this whole thing would have happened. If you had just decided, we're going to make the the tag team division special. If Becky's not fighting Bianca, and Asuka's not going to fight Bianca, because let's be honest, probably going to get uh, uh, Bianca and, and Lacey Evans at SummerSlam, um, then uh, then let we're going to... Let's actually use those women to develop a, a, a tag division. And those would be very uh, um, intuitive partners to choose for those women. Yeah. It's not even making it special. It's just making it a division. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. There's no, no division. Like, I, mean, I, I can't. You can, you can call up uh, Casey, excuse me, Katana and Caden. Well, what the hell uh, is that? They're, they're not going to ever know, win. So know, but call exactly. them up. Who gives you, you a shit? Can, you can call them up, but it won't. I, I don't give a shit about watching them lose over and over again to whoever the tag champions are. I would much rather have like, let's make the tag division special by actually by by putting top women in it for a while. You got Sasha in there, that's great. You had Rhea in there, but you broke her up with with Liv. Like you can do that, and they. Don't seem to actually want to do that. They had a, they had a, you know, whatever. There is no division. It's true. There's no tag division. Alex, there's no division. There's true. And people have the nerve to be like, why are they frustrated? There's no tag teams to gink face. It's true. It's true. What are we doing? I'm not know. asking you for you to like deliver even close to the sun, moon, and stars here. I'm asking you to have teams. Yeah. The equivalent to that would be if Roman Reigns was going around and there were just no men for him to face. Mm -hmm. Yep. How cool would that be? The bloodline going around and nobody to face? Well... Bianca Belair coming out. The, the bloodline hair, really looking the, amazing. The, the bloodline doesn't woman. include Roman right now, so it is really just the bloodline or the Usos, and they only have one team to face right now, which is RK Bro. There's other and, and other a few teams months exist, ago. It was Alex. it was just the New Day. 
they just faced the New Day a hundred times. But like, so, so most Lotharios is there. The yeah. Viking Raiders are there. There's other teams that exist. They, they could face that exist, but Alex, they don't. I'm merely asking them to have a division that exists for the titles that they have. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what yeah. we're we're gonna have a World Series, but there's only one team that's gonna fucking play in it. What are we doing? Oh come on! You'd love that if the Yankees got there and nobody from the NL was on the other side. It was just it was just them, the Yankees versus. Might nobody. be the only way they can win this like decade. God, <laughs> um, the Stanley Cup. They're just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the bad into one jam beard says between NXT, Raw, and SmackDown, maybe NXT UK, there's what four or five women's tag teams, and three of them are just tossed together people and two sets of titles. Yes, they released Dakota Kai, who was an accomplished tag team wrestler with multiple women. It's all it's all done. Shotzi Blackheart is on the main roster. You released Tegan Knox. Like, I just... Ridiculous. Um, I'll tell you what else is ridiculous, Kate. Duke Hudson's getting interviewed like, I, I had to take some time away. I did. Like a week away. I, I took some time away to get me to get me head straight. And now I'm back. I'm not playing poker anymore. But I'll still wear a vest. But now I get to wear a shirt underneath it. It's a it's a big upgrade. I would love it if he actually said all the things you're saying. <laughs> it would be wonderful. I wish I wish I I wish I wrote for these people. It'd be much more fun than whatever the hell generic bullshit they had Duke Hudson say. Um so uh uh Ron Breaker just walks right by him. Um was like, Hey, what's 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 up with this? And they end the interview and he's pissed about it. Um so then um Braun Breaker goes in the ring and he, he's, like, he's very orange. Braun Breaker's Braun Breaker's Braun Braun Bronzer is he's 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 Braun that Braun Breaker. Full of tanning, my friend. Braun Breaker is using too much Braun Bronzer. Like <laughs> it's just it's not, it's not working out for him. It's because what level of bronzer you're on is how many Z's there are. Yeah, and he just couldn't help himself with the extra yeah. continent. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, Braun Bronzer is out there, <laughs> and he's he's trying to cut a promo about uh, uh Joe Gacy. Uh, come on down here, and I'm gonna kick your ass or whatever. Uh, yeah, the, la- the last you people you people saw me was the Joe Joe Gacy left me out there in some some freaking field somewhere. I don't even know where I was. How'd you get back, Braun? If you didn't know where you were, how'd you get back? I did, did you call an Uber? Uh, like, just follow my GPS signal? I don't know what the heck. Um, but anyway, Joe Gacy appears in the Raven's Nest, and Braun Breaker, Braun Bronzer, could not find him anywhere until it was his cue to find him, and then he immediately found him. He was like, where are you? I can't find you. There you are. It was just so ridiculous. And he's standing up there with his druids all in red. Uh, and they keep talking about these two men that'll do whatever he says. And I still say, 
It's GYV. I'm gonna barf because you're right. So bad. It's it's the, it's actually DYV. It's the Druid Young Veterans, or or, or the GYD, the Grizzled Young Druids. Um, and yeah, it's it's uh it's so bad. Um, and uh, so he wants Braun to join him because he's so full of rage. Um, he's he's probably not gonna think think clearly. Uh, and then uh, Braun, like, give him, come on, come on, get your ass down in the ring and I'll beat your ass. Uh, he says, no, 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 no. You're so predictable. Uh, how about you have a match against me at, at in your house? Uh, but if you accept, it has to be that if you if you get disqualified, then you lose your title. Um, so what this match is going to be is Joe Gacy like giving Braun a chair and like st- kneeling in front of him saying, hit me, hit me, Braun, hit me. And, uh, and Braun won't do it. And then he'll win. And that's, it's going to be a, like the first match was not great. This match is going to be terrible because of how it has to be laid out considering the stipulation. I have no idea why Braun Breaker would accept this match. Yeah. Why the hell would this guy accept this match? Yeah. I mean, here's here's what here's what I mean. Honestly, why I, the I, hell are they running it back? Because it was I so good know. the first time. Um, if this is a match where this is truly the case, um, then what you do is you have the grizzled young veterans out of costume, not as druids jump the barricade in the first two minutes and beat the shit out of Joe Gacy. But they're, they're not the Druids. They're not his helpers. They're the Grizzled Young Veterans. We'll find out later that they are the same guys who were in the Druid costumes, but we won't know that at the time. And Braun will get disqualified. And, and that well, now Joe Gacy thinks, hey, I've got the title. Like, you can make things like fun with this terrible stipulation. They're not gonna like. That's the whole point of all of this is that they're not gonna do anything fun with it. But they're not. Yeah, you know, it's it's it, yeah, it's bad. It's gonna um, be atrocious. It's gonna be atrocious. They think this is like what the fiend did, but the fiend was a creation of Bray Wyatt, so he knew how to navigate it. They have but no idea this, how to navigate no, this. Bray Wyatt. This this feels like. The early Bray Wyatt stuff, the stuff he did in NXT before he even got to the main roster, the 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 Max Katie uh Cape Fear shit that he was doing, which was really, really good because it came from a real real place that he was coming up with all this stuff himself. But all of that like was good, and this is not. So yes, yeah, it's, it's gonna be terrible because you have a old man navigating it. Yeah. Um like Joe Gacy uh, was a deathmatch wrestler. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um and 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 so then we get a a a, a Duke and and a Braun thing in the parking lot where uh Duke's pissed about Braun interrupting his interview earlier, so they agree to have a match next week. Okay, honest to God. When Braun just walked through the shot, mm-hmm. that popped me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if it was intended to, yeah. but I laughed so hard when his big ass just 
<laughs> walked right in front. Yeah. I cracked up. I was just like, whoo, that orange man just that very, 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 very tan guy. Yeah. Um, and so there's that. And then at the end of the entire show, we got Joe Gacy on the patio of a penthouse apartment somewhere in central Orlando. The only reason I know that is because he cuts some ridiculous promo and then starts laughing and the camera pans out and it's a helicopter shot. And you can see that he's standing on somebody's patio in a penthouse apartment in, in the middle of Orlando. He says, I will rule the world. (laughs) Um, And I don't, I honestly like there's, do you know how many steps there are? Joe Gacy between become NXT champion and rule the world. Like, like, I don't know. In the brain situation. uh, We talked about this last week. It's it's, it's not happening. Um, Like step a become NXT champion. Still step step B question mark. Step C rule the world. There's, (laughs) I don't know what step B is that you think that's happening. But, but, you know, okay. They're the underpants gnomes from South Park. Yeah, Joe Gacy is is, is the world's largest underpants gnome. <laughs> that's, that's I would what... rather that gimmick, to be honest. Yeah. They were true. hysterical. That was an excellent episode. Um, uh, I, I actually, I feel bad for Braun. I feel bad for Joe Gacy. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. it started off so rough for Gacy and Harland, and then Harland's, yeah. it, like, it found itself. And yeah. then Harlan got released, and now it's lost again. And the yeah. storyline with Rick Steiner got so bad and so muddy, and I feel like it's just killed Braun's momentum. Mm. Like it's it's been bad for, as some people were calling him, Braun's yeah. breaker, which I popped for. The uh, the bad at one Jam Beard says maybe Braun will embrace the hate. Um, Mark Losper asks. Was all this Joe Casey stuff as bad on television as it seemed when I read about it? This seems like yes. all around death TV. How does this make air? I I don't. I mean, it was as the answer to your first question is yes. It was as bad on television as it was when you read about it. How does this make air? I have no idea. I don't understand how. Look, sometimes you do things and it fails, and that's okay. Yeah. Um. And, but then you move on for a minute when you yeah. have the chance. Uh, AW could do that with Dan Lambert. NXT yeah. could do that with this angle. Yeah. Move on. It's not working. Yeah. Um, uh, Mark Losper says, Bronze Breaker is the worst versus the worst version of the worst Bray Wyatt promos you've ever heard. Has to be in the running for the worst feud of the year. Well... It's certainly long. If it, yeah, they're gonna they're keeping it going. They're keeping it going. Um, this this Sammy stuff on on AEW is right there. Yeah. Uh, Lash Legend is becoming one of my quick least favorites. Yeah. Uh, Mark Quill says Joe Gacy is going full Diet Wyatt every week. That's good. Diet Wyatt is a really. That's a good name for him. Diet Wyatt. Bronze Breaker versus Diet Wyatt. Wyatt. In the main event of In Your House. Quiet Diet Wyatt Riot is my favorite. That's a tribute band. I love it. Yeah. 
found it. JW Pringle is christened Joe Gacy MJ Meh instead of MJF. And Braun Breaker is a giant Oompa Loompa. He is very orange. Yeah, yeah. I, you missed, missed me with the MJF thing, though, too far away. Yeah. Um, Mark Quill says, does Joe Gacy laugh so much because he's evil? Or is it because he's actually crying on the inside? Yes. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Little of column A, little of column B. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, and Ken Shiro says, I wish people would stop using it's developmental to excuse bad writing. Even in developmental, some stuff shouldn't get past the initial pitch. Um, the develop, like, unless I'm, unless I'm mistaken, NXT isn't developmental for creative people. Like, it's not like you, you, you're, you're like, hey, I want to write a few scenes and, and, and audition with these scenes I wrote to, to, to train how to be a writer at the PC. And if you're good enough, you'll get called up to the main roster. These are all professional people who've worked elsewhere that they bring in to write stuff for NXT. There's it's not like it's developmental because they're they're, they're they suck at writing. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. That's no, works. and I'll say this: there is it's a it's a shared burden, right? Like, yeah. this might have been Joe Gacy's idea. Mm-hmm. And he, there's parts of it that he probably really liked and wants to execute, but then it gets truncated by creative. Yeah. Like, look at Nikki A.S.H. When she gave that her superhero promo where she was speaking from her heart, it was awesome. But then they yeah. ruined it. Yeah. That's why when Punk was on SmackDown, he was ripping up all of the straight edge nonsense that they wrote in front of the writers' faces. Yeah. Because I don't know how to write straight edge. Like, yeah. uh, it, it wildly... It has never felt more, in my opinion, disconnected. Yeah. Than it does right now. On and it's it's all three brands, and it just doesn't. Cody feels like a real human being right now. Um, I don't love everything about what he's doing, but when he talks, you feel like it's a human being talking to you. Yeah. I'm not really getting that vibe from pretty much anybody else. Edge would yeah. be there if he wasn't in House of Purple. Meh. Like Edge is one of the best talkers ever. Yeah. Um, Tom LaValle has a pitch for in your house that um, that that I hope he's wrong about. It says two druids are at ringside. Separately from that, GYV comes to help Braun. They attack Gacy and he wins via DQ. They look pissed for a second, then they smile. And they are given robes, and they. It turns out, yeah, that's that. Luis, Luis does not like that idea. Please don't put that into the universe. That's uh, sounds like Joel Pearl, to be honest. Um. So, um, I continue, uh, Kate, to be amazed that they said. Here's one of the most beloved stars NXT has ever had. He's leaving. We're going to give him this amazing emotional send-off. But we're also going to use this to get one of our younger guys some serious, like uh, top-notch heel heat. And he's going to use that rub to be rocketed into the stratosphere. 
in six months. Just wait and see where that guy's going to be. And where that guy's going to be is now. And where he is now is feuding with Andre Chase. The, the absolute failure that, that it was having Grayson Waller run Johnny Gargano out of NXT forever considering what they've done with him since is astonishing to me that they could be so incompetent. I didn't love the choice of Grayson Waller at the time, but at least I said to myself, wow, they really must be high on this guy for whatever reason. I guess we'll have to see what this huge push they're about to give him is going to, is going to put him in six months or a year. He fought AJ Styles. And then they gave him Sangha and they already split. And now he's dating Tiffany Stratton. He uh he's able to beat Andre Chase because Andre, I, I would hope so. I mean uh, Andre Chase um he so on the, the match is whatever it is. I, I still don't understand. Saray has been reduced to standing in the crowd with a Chase U flag, waving it back and forth. That's what Saray is doing now. So that's great. Also, um, Ch- Andre Chase is standing at the ropes and uh, Grayson Waller runs at him. So he backdrops him over the ropes. And Grayson Waller lands on Bodie Hayward. And Andre Chase, like if if this isn't, if this doesn't turn out to be Andre Chase and Bodie Hayward are secretly in love, then the amount of concern that that Andre Chase shows for his dumbass pupil is it just it just doesn't make any sense. There's too much. There's just like at least three matches that I can remember in which Bodie Hayward got hurt at, at ringside and Andre Chase lost the match because he had to go out to ringside to check on Bodie Hayward and make sure Bodie was okay. Anyway, he does that again and gets back in the ring just in time to, to eat Grayson Waller's ridiculous, I have to get out of the ring and run and jump through the ropes to give you a stunner finisher. And that's why Andre Chase loses. It is. They should call it the scenic route. That should be the name of that finisher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is just, this is dumb. Uh, I gotta assume Andre and Bodie are either going to be in a feud or a tag team at some point. Uh, I I don't know why any of this is. I love this. <laughs> it's going to end up being his secret son. I, you know what? At least there would be a payoff. Yep. I'm on give me, board. Give me the give me the payoff. I need the payoff. That's 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 all. That's all I, I learned need. it from you. Um, yeah. Anyway. Like now it's, they've, they've made this so bad. I actually am like starting to feel bad for Grayson Waller. 
because I'm like, he didn't do anything wrong. No, nah, I mean, it's, uh, he's not my cup of tea, but like people hate him. He, he, he gets, he gets the kind of heat that Bully Ray loves where he's, he's not a cool heel. Like it's, it, he, people, what? people really love booing this guy and they, they didn't do it. They didn't capitalize on it. Like, it, 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 that the whole thing with Sanga still still feels weird because as we're going to talk about later, it's not like they banished Sanga from television. He's still around. Like, so why breaking them up? I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. Um, and like the Fabe injury and stuff, like it's mm. just. I think the whole creative staff might have dementia and they don't remember what happened the week before. The batter one Jam Beard says, not sure as the worst finisher set up between Waller and Lethal, but both are gelable, <laughs> in, my, in my opinion. But uh, also, uh, Joe Gacy has to do the wall, the, the lethal setup, where he runs and does the, the little handspring to bounce his legs off the top rope so he could turn around and hit a lariat. Um, <laughs> at least, at least the, the, at least the, uh, the buckshot is fun to watch. Like it never makes sense to me to watch to watch um, the little the little a gymnastics hands. routine to set up a Yeah, I got you. Clothesline. Uh, yeah, it's not great. Um, uh, oh, also, Grayson Waller thinks it's a crime that Tiffany Stratton was not included in the um, um, the breakout tournament. And I was like, oh yeah, she wasn't in that. That's weird. Um, uh, does Grayson Waller turn out to be daddy? <laughs> No, I don't like that. I don't like it, but that's not what I asked. <laughs> I mean, no, no. I don't know. No, no, I'm okay. gonna say no. I'm gonna say okay. no. Um, Mark Losper says when people say that Grayson's career is looking up, it means that it's flat back on the canvas, staring at the lights. There you go. Um. Uh. So, Roxy and Kiana James. Kiana James uh, is, of course, the porn hot, superstar. Hot, hot, sexy lady boss. Um, the, the, Kiana James is your search history come to life. Um, and, and it's just, it's not, it's not. <laughs> I'm ready for my match. I've been crunching the numbers. Nobody is as analytically prepared as I am. Um. <laughs> That's the only way to do it. That's the only way to do it. You gotta take the you gotta take the thing off and shake out the hair. That's the only I way to committed do it. to the bit and now I lost my hair tie. Yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah. I'm the worst porn accountant ever. Where did my <laughs> hair tie go? <laughs> Hi, Deb. Love you. There it is. Ah. <laughs> uh, um. The worst porn accountant ever. I should have saved the. I should have saved the blue chew for now. Oh, all, no. all we got. All we got now is cereal. We do, but 
I could make your magic spoon stand on end or some shit. <laughs> Would you like to relive those old days, those nostalgic days? Well, we've got your breakfast 2.0 right now. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Cereal without all the unhealthy junk. How about this? Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and you can build your own box. You can bundle up cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, blueberry, cinnamon, and a honey nut. All the flavors you loved growing up when you were sitting by the TV on Saturday mornings watching cartoons. And you get $5 off your order when you use the code Fightful at magicspoon.com slash Fightful. And how about this? A money-back guarantee. If you're not happy for any reason, they will refund your money, no questions asked. Watch some cartoons, eat some cereal, don't feel guilty about it. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Mark Losper says, well, it's good that Kate is off Twitter because her DMs would be blown the hell up after that. I just feel like... This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but... The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Port accountants don't lose their hair ties and have a cheese grin. But I don't know a lot about being a port accountant. I'm a novice. Battle one Jambeer says Keanu James is a blue chew ad read waiting to happen. Uh, this is wrestling. David Pringle says, Oh no, step accountant, your hair tie is lost. Um so uh by the way, JW Pringle, this is a fun little story for you. Not about a board accountant, I promise. My parents I didn't see them for my birthday yet. They sang to my voicemail and they were like, from Mama and Paul Elizabeth and J.W. Pringle <laughs> on my voicemail. I loved that's it great. so much. I was cracking up. Oh, welcome that's great. to the family. That's great. Um, so, um, Roxy is able to beat Kiana James. 
uh Kiana James uh has some she's a good worker like she's got some 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 good good moves I, I like some of the 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 uh the, the she blocked a crucifix bomb and swung her around into a into a, a backbreaker that was that was really slick she's got some strength to her good for her I think the gimmick is a dead end and needs to be dropped yesterday because she'll never be taken seriously with it um so if you if you if you wanted to, if you wanted her to be like a comedy character fine but that seems like a bad use of, of, of yeah I don't know what that is so um but Roxy is able to win um good uh she does her code red as a finisher which they called a pop rocks the pop rocks yeah that's cute they okay. call pop rocks and uh okay cool um so good good for Roxy to move up moving on I thought her um, selling in this match was fantastic. Yeah, me too. She was me really, too. really good. She's she's really, really good. She's really, really good. Um, and and then she gets her own backstage segment where we establish Cora Jade and her are old friends. Uh, Rock Steven says uh, Cora's really the reason I came here. Um, and uh, then um, uh. Electra Lopez shows up for some reason to like say, "Oh, you you suck. Both of you are terrible. You're going to lose the last legend." And and uh, who's Electra Lopez? Says she's facing somebody next week that she's going to beat. And I Fal- forget who that was. Fal- no, it's no because she's not in the tournament. Electra Lopez was in, in the tournament. Oh, she's just no, there to right. gloat about whatever. She says, uh, "And you, Cora Jade, the one who gets excited when she as excited when she loses as she does when she wins." That's that's a good little that's a good little shot that because, yeah, uh, I don't know what the heck that was supposed to do for her last week, but it didn't really do it. Uh, at least in my in my mind. Um, but Electra Lopez picking a fight with uh, with Roxy and Cora Jade is a development. I don't know where it's going from here, but oh, that's right. Yeah, she's facing Alba Fire next week. Thank you, Ali Cease. She's facing Alba Fire next week. So she's going to lose that match. And therefore, Roxy and uh, and Cora Jade get to make fun of Electra for losing the match. I hate how we know that. <laughs> yep, me too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, She's facing John Alba next week. Yeah, John Alba. <laughs> um, so, Wesley... I liked what he did on the show today. Go on. Yeah, I I wish I had any confidence in this creative team, in this production team to 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 do the to do good things with this story. But the story has a lot of potential. He's doing a great job telling his end of it. I think there's as good a chance that they fuck it up entirely or they just drop it. As they as that it ever comes out as being good, and that's a problem. Like they should they should be able to make it good because he's doing a great job with it. But anyway, um, Zion Quinn isn't cleared to wrestle, even though Zion Quinn was around last week. Like he wasn't cleared to wrestle, then he showed up and he was fine. Um, but they didn't have the match. They scheduled the match last week for this week, but now he's not cleared again. It's a weird thing. I'm not really sure what the actual story is, but it's whatever. And then Nathan Frazier as the most affable uh, 
guy on the British version of Boy Meets World shows up. It's like, hi, how you doing? Well, listen, I couldn't help it over here, but it looks like you want to have a match tonight, but you short one opponent. No, you're not anymore, because I'm here. That's me, Nathan Fraser, always here. Bob's your uncle. How about you and me have ourselves a little fisticuffs? You and me, come on, come on, hey. Um, and I don't understand why he's just the most cheerful dude, but good for him, I guess. Uh, and Wesley's like, I don't think you want to have a match with me right now. I've been going through a lot of shit recently, and I, I, I'm looking to punch somebody in the face really, really hard. I was going to do it to Zion Quinn. I don't want to take it out on you. Hey, hey, don't worry about me. I'm Nathan Fraser. I can take it. Let's go. You and me in the match tonight. Okay. Um, and so they have the match. And it's good, as you expect a Nathan Fraser and Wes Lee match to be. Um, and they're running around doing crazy stuff. But the problem is, Kate, is that they've established now that anytime um whatever her name is, Sophia Cromwell is on screen anywhere in the backstage. That means that the next match is going to be ruined. Um, and she was there as Nathan Fraser made his way through the backstage to to Gorilla, uh, which means that we all knew anybody who caught her standing there in their vision knew, oh, here's Von Wagner coming out to ruin this fun match we're about to watch. And he did. They beat the hell out of... Um, uh nathan fraser and then he like wesley was able to fight back a little bit got in some good shots on him not good enough because von wagner picked him up and heaved him from inside of the ring onto the announce table which looked painful um and why we're trusting von wagner with the lives of people is beyond me like that was not a protected fall like, if he could have easily undershot that and sent him directly into the side of the table, he could have overshot it and thrown him beyond the table. Like, it's not like the table's got a lot of padding on it, so... That How was... are you that tall and you can't drop him on a table? You slide him across it. Yeah. He, I'm sorry. Like, we really try very hard not to, like, pick on talent and to be critical of the direction and ultimately... If someone's ill-trained, it's still kind of NXT's fault. But, like, he can't do anything right, and he should not right. be on television. Like, it is too... I mean, he can't! No. He can't. Dude, all of his matches, the best thing that he can do is, like, running the ropes and, like, a clothesline when he's hunched over. He's not good. He's actively bad, and it's... I'm... Like I am, I I can't get visions of Ridge Holland out of my head. Like this isn't cute stuff. Mm-hmm. Wes Carter's not like a or what's his name Wesley? Who is he? Wesley. Wesley. It's not like a big dude. Like Ryback shouldn't be tilting people's pelvises. Ridge Holland shouldn't be breaking people's necks. Like this isn't. Like, it's not, that part of it's not fake, guys. Like, this should not be happening. He's not, he's just has shown us, like, every week for, like, six months that he's not TV ready. Get him off television. 
He shouldn't be throwing people around. He should not be doing whatever he's doing with Ikmanjiro. This isn't cute. This is no. people's lives and their physical health. Like, it's so bad. It's so bad. And um, it's also bad creative, to your point. When that Sophia chick is in the crowd, like, you know Von Wagner is coming. I don't understand what their relationship is. That hasn't been fleshed out. Is she summoning him? Why isn't she ever near him? She has to be, like, ten rows back in the audience. I just love the standing idea there and looking pretty. Like, what the hell that, are you doing? That, that, that Robert Stone has hired an honest-to-God witch to, like, cast a spell to make Von Wagner extra angry. Like, that, that is a possible storyline that they've got right now. Because I don't see, don't know. Like, what the... He, you just said it. He's his manager. Why is there a woman just standing there? It would be one when thing if it was just manager. Von Wagner and there was no Robert Stone. And like he's doing this at the behest of Sophia Cromwell. Somehow she's got some kind of animal magnetism hold over him and he'll do whatever she says. Fine. But you, or, or you have his, a manager. Or, or you have a manager. You don't do both. Both things doesn't make sense. Both things is weird. I don't know why we're doing that. Um, uh, the batter to one's Jam Beard says, do you think it might lead to a tag team match of Wesley and Nathan Frazier versus Zion Quinn and Vin Wigner? Um, let's hope not. Let's I want to say this too. I think Wes was great this episode. I'm intrigued in this story, and I think he should be the one, and I know it's going to break your heart because you really want it to be Tony D'Angelo. I think he should dethrone Cameron Grimes. Sure. I think that's the move. I think this was great. Nathan Frazier reminds me of John Cena at his most cringe with his happy-go-lucky shit. But, um, you know what? Like, fine. And the the match before the Von Wagner stuff, I thought was was just fantastic. Like, yeah, it, it was it really, really, was. really strong. And a couple of really, really good heavy super kicks in there too. Oh like, my god! Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, knock um, on asses, man. Uh, uh, Myron Kid says uh, Nathan Fraser is going to be a star. You can tell because by the way that he's presented by WWE, best entrance in NXT 2.0. Um, uh, he's he's great. Uh, he really is. He has the, he has the chance to be a star if they if they do it right. Um, they really suck at at making baby faces the right level of cool and also a, a good dude. It's usually either they lean way too much into if you're cool, that means you're an asshole, and and then like you don't want to root for them because they're being an asshole. Like anytime Dolph Ziggler was a baby face, he was always also an asshole. And like you, you like, I don't want to root for that guy. That guy sucks. Um, or if they're like a good dude, that means they're also like ricochet as a baby face. It's like, oh golly gosh, she whiz. I can't believe I can flip like 18 times. I hope they really let me have a chance at defending my title that they never let me have a chance to. Um I, I know I'm an insufferable punk mark, but when he called John Cena a big boy scout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh no, that's yeah. what everybody is. <laughs> They're yeah. All going out there with their badges on and their mm-hmm. scouts on or crap. Yeah. Like that's what this feels like. The Battle of One Jam Beard says Nathan Fraser is Evan Bourne 2.0. Uh yeah, we'll we'll see where, where he goes um from here. Um here's where they went from this segment. 
Um, Wesley apparently is able to walk, which I that's Thank that God. was that wasn't a sure thing at the time. But uh, he and Nathan Frazier are walking backstage, like, what the heck is Von Wagner's problem? And they walk past Sanga. Yeah, Sanga, the former bodyguard of Grayson Waller, they gave him, I don't know, what, four or five weeks as, as Grayson Waller's bodyguard. Then they said, we can't have that anymore. That's not going to work. We got we to gotta break you guys up for some reason. And he's standing there and he says something like, um, uh, you know, if you guys need any help, uh, Von Wagner should not be doing that to men of your size. Uh, and Wesley's like, was that a, was that a small crap? Are you, are you telling me, are you telling me I'm small? And Nathan Frazier's like, hi, mate, it's okay. He's just he's just remarking on the fact that Von Wagner is much larger than we. We are smaller men than Von Wagner. Hey, bang up job there, Sanger. You you realize the, the difference in spatial relations. Good for you. And Wesley's like, no, he's making he's making it. He's like, he's making a, a statement about how we're small and therefore we're less than. And Nathan Frazier's like, well, if you want to have a fight with him, go right ahead. Me, I'm gonna go get me a drink of water. And uh, and then Wesley's like, "How dare you mention the fact that I'm five foot five and a half? I'm going to kick your ass!" And then Sanka stands up and says, "You know, we don't have to have this match, but all right, if you want, let's have a match next week." And uh, and Wes Wesley's so decided to pick a fight with everybody and can't beat anybody. And this is where we're where we're going. He's going to have to start winning these matches or. I guess he'll lose enough that he'll get a change in in attitude, and th and therefore, he you know, he's gonna be become a not so much of a hothead, and that's gonna allow him to start winning again. I, I don't I don't know. This is why I'm like I think he's doing a really good job with all of this, but like, there's gotta be a a switch here, and I don't know if if I trust them to know where that switch is supposed to be. It, would that be because of the everything about this company? Yes, that would. Okay, yes, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan Sullivan says, and then I saw her standing there with a brute with long brown hair. He had a vacant stare. At least I prayed he might just run. Maybe he'd not hurt someone. That's yep. weird. Yeah. Where you know? Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> um. Mark Losper says, uh, as Bill Alphabet reminds us, it's always worth noting that Zion Quinn, as Daniel Vido, I believe is how you pronounce it, was an international rugby league player in Australia. He's now doing whatever this is. We're not doing much of anything. I don't, I don't know what they would have done if it would just been like, hey, Zion Quinn and, and Wesley are going to have their match. Are we thinking that Von Wagner would have interrupted that one, or I'm not really sure what all that would have been. But like their plan was to have Zion Quinn versus Wesley, and they did this instead. So, yeah, there you go. Um, anyway, I mean, I I thought it was it was very interesting how like Sanga was being as as like cool about this as, as it, like I I really don't want to fight you. Uh, I, there's no need for this. He literally, he literally says, there is no need for this. And Wesley's like, yes, there is. I'm going to kick your ass next week. And then Sanga stands up and he's literally two and a half feet taller than Wesley. And I think that's, that is kind of funny. And he said something to the effect of, I'm going to prove that's 
like you don't have to be your height to win around here, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is unfortunately incredibly not yeah. true. Sanga has the gimmick that Veer should have, says Luis, and I'm inclined to agree. I'd rather have him be erudite dude in a suit than savage who just murders everybody by clutching their cervix so hard. I, I, it, it, I, I love the idea of him being vicious in the ring, but he should cut promos and do interviews as a jet-setting playboy from from the Far East kind of a thing who who decided one day, everything else is so easy. I want to do something hard. And that hard thing is learn how to fight like a professional. And he learned how to do that in like a year. And they says, well, where can I fight professionally and get the most exposure? Ah, WWE. And that's why he, like, that would be way more interesting than guy who's like, I'm scary because I'm foreign. And that's a terrible thing. Like, we, you could do that in 1982. You can't do that anymore. It's just bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't have, I don't quite know what Sanka's character is. Remember, so I, I, I rem- remember when when he first showed up as Grayson Waller's bodyguard, they said he was one of the biggest stars in Bollywood. And that would he, be cool. he gave up all of that to be Grayson Waller's bodyguard. And I said at the time, you can tell me that he used to be the bodyguard for the biggest stars in Bollywood. And he got a better offer to be the bodyguard for Grayson Waller. If you're telling me that he was a very, very big movie star in India and decided instead of that, I'm going to be this jackass's bodyguard, I don't buy it. Also, now that he's no longer Grayson Waller's bodyguard, why doesn't he go back to Bollywood? Because <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense now. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so here's the best thing about the show because it involves Tony D and Santos Escobar. <laughs> um, they do some some promos uh, throughout the night. Tony D, uh, like, yeah, Santos, you, you don't know what he's doing. I'm going to kick his ace. Uh, and then he and, and Stacks and Two Dimes reminisce about the fact, one, the, 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 dub, the, the t- two times that they beat the hell out of somebody named Ray Ray on a corner. And they, uh, and they just like the way that they did it, which yeah. I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. And, um, and then we get Santos, uh, who's talking about, I'm going to, I'm going to face him on my own. And Raul Mendoza, excuse me, Cruz del Toro says, uh, are you kidding? They kidnapped me and, and left me in the trunk of a car for like several hours. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat the hell out of somebody tonight. And he says, no, we can't do that. We have to be. This is all business. Do you understand? But you know what I need you guys to do. And they say, okay, fine. We'll go do that. And I thought that meant take out stacks and two dimes backstage so they can't interfere on behalf of Tony D. But actually, it was something different. Um... They had a match. The match was really great. I like the way these two guys work individually. I love them together. Um, there was a there was a lot of uh, let's go Santos, let's go Tony. 
which is which is good to see. You like that all the time. Um, uh, there's an awesome spot, which is like a springboard hurricane rana from the very yes. very tippy tippy top top rope, um, and and then Tony D crawls over to his favorite corner where he always keeps a crowbar, but there's no crowbar there because Santos uh, has has had his boys find the crowbar ahead of time. They get jumped by um, on the ramp by stacks and two dimes. And there's a brawl, which distracts the referee long enough so he doesn't see Santos go over to his favorite corner and bring out some uh, William Regal Memorial brass nuts. Uh, and he clocks Tony D with them. Um, and then he does this amazing, like, like this face after doing it because he's just so fucking smooth and he does everything so well. He's legitimately one of the best professional wrestlers on earth because everything he does in character as just the ancillary stuff around a wrestling match adds so much to my enjoyment of watching the match. Um, like his little, that little face he pulls to celebrate knowing he's won and he's outsmarted Tony D um, is before he even makes the pin was so great. And then after the pinfall, he kind of reaches over and dismissively pats Tony D on the chest, the unconscious Tony D on the chest before he gets up because it was like, you tried, you, but you can't outsmart Santos Escobar. And I, I just thought, like, he has honest respect for Tony D, but this is just business. And, uh, and, and I thought that was so, so great. Um, I, I loved everything about this. Santos winning, I think, is the right call now. I think that the feud continues, and I think Tony D needs to win the entire feud. But I would not be surprised or upset at this being a thing that lasts us into the summer and beyond. Yeah, I want this to, like, run through the summer into fall. I was looking at my notes before, and I was just like, <laughs> my notes just said, why has nobody else tried to remove the crowbar? Uh, <laughs> such a, a fantastic yep. move. Um, Santos Escobar, to me, is the perfect clarifier between a, a character and a gimmick yeah like i think people get those two things confused a lot this is an important conversation and i've i've heard it had before they had it on graph today actually a few weeks ago yeah. um people tend to misconstrue that when somebody um doesn't have a gimmick they say they don't have a character i, I was hearing that about ember moon like she didn't really have a character and i'm like no no no, no. there's a difference like Brian Danielson doesn't have a gimmick, but he has yeah. a character. Boy, yeah. does he have a character. Yeah. Um, and there's an important distinction there. I tend to like characters more than I like gimmicks. That's just my preference. I like Eddie Kingston. I like CM Punk. Mm. I like Danielson. I like a lot of that. Um, but Santos Escobar is a, a master of his character. And I, I we saw that on full display tonight. Every facial expression, every movement. Um, the way the story unfolded in the match. Tony D is great too, not to take anything away from him. To me, yeah. this I just I love Santos Escobar so much tonight. Um, but he he always surprises me with how um 
how much power he delivers because he kind of has like sneaky power like with the yeah. suplex where it looks very easy but it's incredibly explosive um and moves pretty quick considering uh but i i thought that the the vignettes have been great i thought the promos were great tonight and i thought the match was fantastic i think this thing is just heating up and i i hope it continues for a while but like the nuanced storytelling that leads you to believe that's the case is really refreshing and nice like a match happened we're gonna get rematches but that's because the story's not done yet so many times we get rematches with no reason that this like there's no story that would indicate why we're getting a rematch this there's so much more meat on the bone i'm i'm really truly excited about it um and i'm excited this is Uh, this was refreshing yeah Chris Pereira says that Santos Escobar music is fire emoji, which makes me all the more sad because if he ever does get caught up to the main roster, they're they're getting rid of that thing immediately. Of course, uh, because because they make the worst decisions regarding those people. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 it would be too bad because I love it. Legado, legado, so good. Love it, love it, love it. Um, here's what I don't love. Because uh, our friend uh, Luis is um, is says, uh, don't forget the actually hilarious Malik and Idris cosplay before the match. And I, I have never disagreed with anything our friend Luis has ever said so much in my life because it was disgusting. It was awful. It was the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. My God, these these two gentlemen, Edris and Ofei, like, I, I I believe you got some talent buddy but I, whatever the hell this is no 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 and malik blade like yikes like i mean like uh, unless he's like some savant at playing the most cringy dork ever but actually he's a regular person i don't know what the hell this is but like he's wearing some kind of like he's they're trying to like i don't even why, i don't even know why they're doing this they're not like doing it for the benefit of the camera they're just just playing dress up i i what i don't know what the hell it is and 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 it is in a face wearing a top hat it's not even a fedora he's wearing a top hat and he's doing a jamaican accent not a new york accent and i think he's intentionally doing it badly but i don't know what the hell this is and then they got they get they get just uh, challenged to a match by stacks and two dimes god, god it was awful like the, these these two Anytime they are on my television screen, it is an immediate mute. And I couldn't mute them because I knew this was important because they were wearing stupid costumes. Hate these not, guys. Really not do. once have they I'm trying to think of a time that what happened remember. to your whole reason for being characters, which was you want Mandy to have Rose. sex yeah. with Mandy Rose. I can't think of a time that they they were in a segment. With Diamond Mine, where Bivens was like, it is only March, which was funny, but that wasn't because of them. Yeah. I don't, I can't remember a time that they've been on my screen and I was like excited about it literally ever. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Neuroguru says this is the first episode I've watched full through in a while. I regret it. But Santos Escobar is so fucking cool, man. The dude has it all. Tony D will hopefully get his time, but Santos is just so fucking cool. Um, the NCB 
says that Santos Escobar is suffering from the failures of Alberto Del Rio and Andrade. He's the perfect main roster replacement for Rey Mysterio, and Vince won't do it. I don't know if he needs to be the replacement for Vince, Rey Mysterio, but they've been wanting a character like this for the main roster now for like 10 years, and they can't figure out how to do it. And this is it. This is how you do it. Um, You know how they compare everybody who is Hispanic and has ever thought about doing a frog splash to Eddie Guerrero? Yeah. Santos Escobar is the closest. Uh, he Eddie, could be. Eddie Guerrero really could be. Yeah. to me. Um, I, I don't know... I don't. I just don't trust that this is going to translate to the main roster. I also hesitate to call what they did with Andrade a failure because he wanted out before the rest of his story was going to be dictated there, which I wouldn't blame him for because it was failing. But I will say what he was doing with Lena Vega yeah. was the only thing outside of Bailey and Sasha that I liked during the pandemic. I thought that stuff was fantastic. Right. Well, I mean, um, yes. But it, it all goes back to the same thing of to what end. Right. I mean, the thing the thing that I, I understood might have been upset. Like, okay, I'm the U.S. champ. That's cool. Um, so, so, uh, so basically all you're going to do for like the first couple months of the pandemic after you put the title on Drew McIntyre is just have him beat me and everybody who's working for me at the same time. Like they really made Andrade look significantly less than Drew yeah. McIntyre. And like, I, I think they should be on nearly the same level. And it was just always, he would just eat Claymores every Monday in front of nobody in the PC. And I understand like why that might have upset him. It, it upset me watching it. Oh, I, I get it. I just feel like, um, I'm not even saying it's because WWE did a good job with it. Right. But he, he connected with the audience in a really, really special way, I think. Yep. And I, yep. I, um, I don't trust them because of the because of the gimmick versus character thing. There's no characters on main roster right now. There's only gimmicks on main roster right now. Yeah. So I I just don't trust that Santos would translate. But he he to me, it gives me the closest vibes of the Eddie of all the Eddie Guerrero comparisons that we freaking get. Yeah. He's to me the closest lie cheat steal type of guy yeah. that there is in modern wrestling. Graham B says, pouring one out for Pandemic Zelina. Pandemic Zelina, who literally poisoned a man, and they never did anything with the story. She poisoned Montez Ford, and they were going to get like a whole thing with her and, and Bianca out of it, but they just dropped it entirely and shelved Bianca until like November. Don't pour one out for Pandemic Zelina. Pour one out for current Zelina. <laughs> I don't know what the heck she's doing right now. Um, Neither do they. Yeah, Connor Murphy says you two are the best part of my weekly three-hour night hike. Thank you. The worst part yeah. you ask, Von Wagner. Well, he's the <laughs> worst part of any kind of hike. He he had a hike. He had a basically had a hike with uh, Kyle O'Reilly. K.O.R. That, yeah, that sucked. Um. Uh. So. Uh. Helpful. Helpfully, Luis says that the that Santos's song is a Deaf Rebel production, so it is safe for now. 
I mean, it's safe in that it's not a CFO's song, but it doesn't mean they won't change it because, you know, they I have bad it. ideas. Um, so here we're going to go back through all these Super and Humper chats. Thank you so much. And we're going to end with a jukebox. We're going to go a little over time this time because we talked about something that wasn't NXT for like 25 minutes. And may we remind you that you can find the details of what we were talking about on Fightful Select, which you can subscribe and to for $5 a month. Probably even more details tomorrow because that's how Sean Probably Ross more out. details tomorrow and just tons of other breaking news. The MJF contract news, like yeah. all sorts of stuff happening at Fightful Select. And yeah. it ain't slowing down, people, so also, get on board. hey, you might have heard Ric Flair might be wrestling again. What you want to know? Who he might be wrestling against? Go to fivefullselect.com. No, we want people to subscribe, not to unsubscribe, because that's the worst idea I've ever heard of in my life. I mean, he I, looked I'm, like a I'm melted not, candle when Shawn Michaels was super kicking him. I don't want to see him in a ring right now. I'm not saying you want to watch him wrestle somebody. Would you like to know what the train wreck is going to be like? Because then we'll actually figure. Maybe you would. Maybe you would. Maybe you're the kind of person who rubbernecks at a at a huge seventeen car pileup. It's the type of thing where it's like when you're getting a shot. Do you watch the needle go in or do you not? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like that. The batter to one jam beard, comparing Joe Gacy and Jay Lethal's finishers says, "I'd still put Joe Gacy's finisher over Lethal's because at least." Gacy's momentum into the lariat makes a little bit of sense compared to Lethal having to stop his. That's a fair. That's a very fair point. Yeah, it's like when a base runner slides into first base, you actually slow yourself down. Yes. Um, uh, JW, uh, here we go. Um, so uh, Matthew Plus saying about our show, this show is a hundred percent negative, but also. Uh, the stuff we're talking about 100% sucks. So it's a core, it is a correlation. Yeah, there you it go. It is a correlation. Yeah. Um, and JW Pringle says, uh, Maddie minus, you truly are a scotch. So <laughs> I'm bringing scotch into the main. You are. You bring this, everyone knows where there. Here we go. You mentioned that uh, that your parents included J.W. Pringle in your birthday wishes. J.W. Pringle says, I've been kayfabe adopted. My heart is so full. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my brother. Yeah. Um, Mark Quill says, uh, doing my first live stream deal tonight. Fun stuff. Well, hey, hey. Congratulations, Mark Quill, doing your, your first live stream. It, 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 uh, it can be a lot of fun. Heck yeah, if you need any help, hit me up on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, Joey Castro says, thank you for brightening an otherwise rough day. Wishing you and the SGS a great rest of your week. Thank you, Joey Castro. Sorry, heart, you sorry, had a sorry about your day. rough day. I'm very happy we can brighten it. You know what is good? Tomorrow is Wednesday and we get AEW. And yeah. is tomorrow the Joker match? Do we find out tomorrow who the Joker is? Yes. The Jokers are tomorrow. So there you go. You yeah. might have gotten joked on today, but yeah. tomorrow, probably either Johnny Gargano or Claudio, it's going to be an AEW and it's going to be a good day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. Um, Mark Will says, shout outs to J.W. Pringle, the other Marks of the Council of Marks. 
and the entire Elizabeth Kate Fabe clan, the true highlight of NXT Tuesdays. Um, Very touching, but also so sad. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Josh Cardenas says NXT black and gold got me into the indies. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's just, it's leave the memories alone. Oh, it was ROH with the production budget, truly. Like, yeah. yeah. It, well, you know what? You got something really great out of it because there's some really great independent wrestling out there. Yeah. Um, uh, Nerd Guru says, I hope Kate is aware that her close personal friend CM Punk ruled Twitter by dunking on Cardona and dragging the WWE <laughs> shill. That's our voice of the voiceless. I did see that and it made me grin from my soul. <laughs> um, Mark Quill says, doing my first wrestling podcast with some friends and getting in some shout outs and nods to Sour Graps and Team Kalex was a highlight of my night. Glad I did that instead of watching NXT. Good night, Gabagools. Love y'all. Good night, oh. Gabagool. Thank you for the kindness. Um, well, Tom of says, please, each of you guess at, at, mon- at male and female jokers for tomorrow. You've already done yours for the male. For the um, male, yeah. Um, I, I, the thing about it is, and, and they could they could go back on this, and it could have been just a non sequitur or a lie, but um, uh, Lethal and uh, Sanjay Dutt heavily implied that not only do they know who the who the Joker is, but they've personally vetted and hired them to take out Samoa Joe, which to me immediately takes out Johnny Gargano as a possibility. And it leaves Claudio as available for that, but I don't want him working for Sanjay Dutt and Jake Lethal as his entrance into the company. So therefore, like, who is the person that they might do? And some people say, what if it's a returning... Miro. Miro. And if it's a returning Miro... And he's able to beat Samoa Joe and move on in the tournament. Maybe he's the guy. Like, if Jay Lethal can't take the TV title off of Joe, maybe that's a Miro thing. And Miro can run the TV title in ROH for like a year and a half. Like, that might be a fun thing. Like, where he basically like gets brought in by Lethal and, and Sanjay Dutt. But he's like, I don't need you. I am God's favorite champion again. And then he could just just go crazy. I That might be my favorite possibility, considering the implications that, that they discussed in that promo. As far as for, uh, the female Joker, I just want it to be Athena. I really do. I know it's probably not, but that's, that's just my thing. I just love her so much. I, I think Athena would come for Jade. I think you're probably getting Nixon Newell, which is also awesome. Yeah. Uh, Mia Yim is with Impact, yeah. right? I'm trying to think if there's anybody else free agent wise, unless it's somebody that's not signed. It could be Diana because it's mm-hmm. against Brit, right? So yeah, Diana would be a really, really, really interesting pull. It doesn't need to be someone that's signed there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, probably, probably Nixon or if they give us Diana versus Brit, which they should, that would that would be really, really awesome. I would love to see that. Yeah, male. I, I Miro's definitely uh, like if it's an at home guy, it's got to be him. Yeah. My thing is, if you put Miro in it, I'm kind of like, I want him to win the whole thing. 
that's the thing. Is it? Is it? Um, is it? It. The only reason I say that is because I want him to win the whole thing, or if he doesn't, the alternative is that he's the one who goes in versus Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe yeah. for the TV title. Like he can beat Samoa Joe, and then Samoa Joe can be pissed about it and cost Miro the next round, which means that Miro and and Samoa Joe have have their little blood feud. And then with Miro takes the title off of, um, maybe the thing's like Miro takes the title off of Joe, and then Jay Lethal is like, "Great, you did all your work. We hired you to do this. Now give me the title." And Miro's like, "What are you talking about? This is mine now, and I'm never letting it go." Like, there's some I way of doing it. My only thing with that is, I think you want Samoa Joe to have a championship match on ROH TV if that's anywhere close to even remotely right. happening within the next three to six months. I think right. you want Samoa Joe holding on to that because the moment of him doing oh, that on our TV is 100%. Is a big and one. that's, that's, that might be one of those things that we don't know what they have planned. They could have like a, Hey, surprise. We got a little ROH pay-per-view or something that they have planned that they might do. I'm not really sure. It could be Gargano and Candice LeRae too as possibilities. Yes. Well, I don't, she know. like just had a baby, but yeah, some of these, I, some of these women are coming back quick after their really, babies, they really, dude. Really are. They really, really are. <laughs> um, uh, Luis guesses Nixon Newell and Biff Busick. Throw them up. Um. So, uh, <laughs> Tom Lavalley also says, "Please tell me you're doing Sands of Blind for Hell in a Cell." Uh, no, those are re- those are reserved. For for, for for the Saudi Arabia shows, the next one I, I believe is in September. That, um, yeah, well, the next one will be in September. It'll be an event. Everyone tune in for it. It'll 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 be amazing. Um, the batter to one Jam Beard says non wrestling super chat, but happy International Day against homophobia, biphobia, and transphobia. Here's a shout out to people like Nyla Rose, Sunny Kiss, Fred Rosser, Nixon Newell, Kid Bandit, and Effie. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, everybody the, the, should get to be who they are. Not to play favorites of anybody on that list, but I'm just like, I'm so unbelievably blown away by Effie. Mm-hmm. Like that guy, just of anybody that was like, I'm probably not going to get a TV contract, and I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, that is just that's pretty gangster to me. I yeah. I have so much love for that guy. Yeah. Um, we are at the jukebox and we got a couple of good ones tonight, folks. Uh, JB Pringle asks, uh, Tony D to sing Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers because there's no sunshine, uh, in, 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 uh, in NXT 2.0. I know that's right. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Tony D singing Ain't No Sunshine. Here we go. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away. Wonder this time where she's gone. Wonder if she's gone to stay. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And this house just Ain't no home anytime she goes away. <clears throat> I was not prepared for soulful Tony D. 
And I know, 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 hey, I ought to leave young thing alone. But ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Whoa, whoa, gabagoo. That was the whitest I know run I've ever heard. It sure was. I know, I know, I know. I know. sure was. Uh, okay. And the last one, which is going to be an, I think an all timer, um, is Mont is a, uh, is, <laughs> is from the batter to one jam beard. Um, oh, well, hold on. Well, no, no, hold on. And the NCB Sam's, uh, hashtag team KX for life. Can I hear Tony D'Angelo singing sailing by Christopher Cross? We're going to do that one first. Well, it's not far down to paradise, at least it's not for me. And if the wind is right, you can sail away and find tranquility. Oh, the canvas candle miracle, wait and see. Believe me, it's not far to never land, never land. No reason to pretend. And if the wind is right, you can find the joy of innocence again. Oh, the canvas candle miracles, just you wait and see, believe me sailing takes me away to where I've always heard it could be just a dream and the wind carry me soon I will be free gabagoo <laughs> all right last one fellas it's from the battle one jam beard yeah uh, yes well these are the fellas who are sending in super chat super chats requesting these things if it's a lady sending him in, I'll happily address the lady. But listen, well, when last, we get the... to pay 78 cents to the dollar for a super chat, yeah. then fine. Okay. The better the one jam beard says, uh, because William Regal is a real man's man, can we get Regal doing the lumberjack song from Monty Python? <clears throat> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh my they, god! This is a first. They've got the lyrics for the the skit that leads up into the song. <laughs> Here we go. Um, uh, <laughs> I wanted to be a lumberjack. Leaping from tree to tree as they float down the mighty rivers of British Columbia. The giant redwood, the larch, the fir, the mighty Scots pine, the lofty flowering cherry, the plucky little aspen, the limping rule tree of Nigeria, the lowering wattle of Aldershot, the maidenhead's weeping water plant, the naughty Leicestershire, flashing oak, the flatulent elm of West Ruslip, the quirtious Maximus Bamba Gosgini, the epiglius, the barter Hugius Greenus, with my best buddy by my side, we'd sing, sing, sing. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night and I work all day. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. He sleeps all night and he works all day. I cut down trees, I eat my lunch, I go to the lavatory. On Wednesdays I go shopping and have buttered scones for tea. Cuts down trees, he eats his lunch, he goes to the never tree. On Wednesdays, he goes shopping and has buttered scones for tea. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I leap all night and I work all day. 
I cut down trees, I skip and jump, I like to press wild flowers. I put on women's clothing and hang around in bars. I cut down trees, I wear high heels, suspendies, and a bra. I wish I'd been a girly, just like my dear mama. War games. <laughs> Forgot you know how ridiculous I, that is, song is. It is my sincerest of hopes that somebody for the first time was like, huh, let me check out this NXT yeah. review show that's yeah. still going on. Yeah. And they tuned in for the last four minutes. There you go. All right, everybody. Uh, I hope that was fun for you. <laughs> was it good? Wait, where's my pornographic accountant glasses? <laughs> I hope it was as good for you as it was for me. Uh, uh, Kate, porn accountant. Yes. Where can they where can they find you on 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 social media this Hiding. week at least? Hiding, but you can find me at Kate Instagrams on Instagram, and you can find me on Miss Kate Fabe when I come back to Twitter at some point, and also on the old TikTok. You can find me there as well. Yeah. Um, and you can find us on Thursday talking about a really terrible movie on the Know Your News channel. Yes. And you can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Um, and we'll see you all here next week. Um, sh should I'm sure it'll be a great show leading up to In Your House. <laughs> Keep cool, Gabagool. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.